Hello everyone and welcome to another Game Reactor Quick Look. What if I told you that the two devices in front of me are not the same, but are actually two wildly different tablets? Well, not wildly, but they at least have different names. This is last year's iPad Pro 11.9 inch. It has the second generation Apple Pencil charging magnetically on the side. It has this do uh, one camera setup with an extra LiDAR sensor and the smart connectors here for adding it to a magic keyboard. Um, and it has, you know, all of the hallmarks of a great, reliable, lovely tablet fit with iPadOS and all of the modern sort of tra trappings of what that um, OS and now can offer in terms of like extended functionality, um, a combination and a sort of good collaborative like system effort with Mac OS. But what for instance, if you were squeezing every penny, you want an iPad experience, but you're looking at this for $7.99 starting, that is without the pen and without the keyboard. And you're thinking, I want something that's just a little bit more cheaper than that. Well, what could you get? You could get an iPad mini, but it's small and has bad battery life. You could get a regular old iPad, but you're not really the kind of guy or girl who wants the old Touch ID home button and, well, what is now kind of an outdated design. You want the squared off, modern, minimalistic, industrial design of the iPad Pro. Well, here is this year's iPad Air. This iPad Air was actually one of the first tablets to get this kind of design makeover. It was set to emulate the iPad Pro, and so it did. It got that, I think, last year, or maybe even it was the year before. But now, there's one big change. This tablet kind of shocked everyone when Apple managed to squeeze their new and first homegrown full desktop SoC, the M1 chip, inside this iPad, which basically gave us, at the time last fall, a performance jump of over 30%, meaning that this iPad could basically thrash most performance-oriented laptops in some benchmark testing and in some creative workflows. That was pretty compelling. Now, you can get the M1 in the Air as well. This is the cheapest way to get a hold of Apple's M1 now, which is just basically insane. The M1 is no longer for the iPad Pro, it is for the iPad Air. Think about that. And that is, this is one of the most sort of um, popular SKUs that Apple sells, one of their more popular models. So a lot more people now is set to gain access to the M1 architecture, utilizing Mac o, uh, well, Apple's own homegrown silicon. And that is going to be exciting for the whole Apple Silicon transition that we've been going through these past couple of years entirely. But it leaves us with a really potent question. Why would you buy this when you can get this? Well, there is actually a couple of different reasons. So first off, the, I should say that I've just reset the iPad Air because we're actually sending it back to Apple and this one is my own iPad Pro. So that is why this says hello and isn't really set up. The point of the matter is that the Air is slightly thicker, slightly, with slightly thicker bezels, but most of this stuff is the same. It has basically the same battery life. It has the same magnetic 
Apple Pencil second generation charging. Uh, it can both, they are so similar in their build and setup that for something like this, the Magic Keyboard, they fit within the same ones. That actually uh, is in spite of there only being one camera module here on the back. You can see that the iPad Pro has two. It's not a module per se, it's a LiDAR sensor helping you with, for instance, measuring and that kind of stuff, or AR gaming. But even though that it lacks one of the modules, it fits in the same accessories as your iPad Pro. So similar are they in feel and uh, complexion and construction and weight and dimensions. But there is one key difference. This display right here is in many ways the same display, but this has ProMotion meaning 120 hertz. Now, whether or not you see that when you scroll through the UI is very much subjective. I would argue that it's pretty easy to tell 60 hertz by 120 hertz, but at the same time, when I show this stuff to someone like my mom, she just doesn't really see it. So there could be some truth to the fact that you have to train your eyes to catch onto it, for instance. And one could also argue that iPadOS and just Apple's way of designing user interface systems is fluid, or so fluid at least, that it's harder to tell whether something is high or low refresh rate. It also depends on, for instance, the quality of the animations in that very OS. But that is essentially the big, Big difference here, promotion or no promotion. So you would consider that to be pretty easy, wouldn't you? If you want promotion, you get the pro. If you don't want it, you get the air. It is simple in that particular regard, but with one big caveat, which I basically uncovered while reviewing this tablet. So this tablet is cheaper than this one. It is actually quite a lot cheaper because this is 749 starting and this is 599 starting so a hundred and fifty dollar difference that is actually quite big that is enough for there like that will this would appeal to a, an entirely different audience wouldn't it but the 599 usd model only comes with 64 gigs of internal storage and honestly I know that we're living in the age of the cloud where a lot of the stuff that we regularly use, Google Docs, photos, videos, and some games, are basically really low on actual megabyte uh, file size and instead utilizing the power of the cloud, meaning that you don't need as big of a hard drive as you used to, or at least a lot of you know space on the SOC. But still, 64 gigs is not a lot of space. So you would think I would just go to 128 gigs. There would still be a significant saving. And well, I would get the sort of the regular amount of basic storage that one would consider to need. It's the basis on most modern smartphones. You get 128 gigs and most competing tablets, but the iPad Air does not come in a 128 gigabyte SKU with no explanation from Apple as to why. This goes from 64 straight up to 256. So if you want to compare them in that particular way, well, then it becomes a lot more complicated very fast because the pricing differences between them get smaller. Not, a, like, it's not 
it's still there. It's like between 50 and $120, depending on region and pricing. And it, it is localized in that particular way, but it does get smaller. So I would still argue that the Air gets expensive enough, just enough, because I can't recommend getting 64 gigs in a tablet, that it warrants the more expensive 128 gig um, iPad Pro for $799. But still, if there, there could very well be people out there who would settle for the 64 gigs and live with the sort of the compromise that that would bring. Maybe they really aren't all that interested in installing large apps. And if they aren't, maybe they can get 64 gigs to work. And if you're sitting out there thinking, maybe I could, well then this is a significant saving and now it has the M1 chip, meaning that there will be no discernible power difference in between them. And as you can probably tell, there really isn't a lot of discernible difference in between them apart from ProMotion at all. So this is one of those things where Apple is cramming their lineup, making the differences between each product less discernible. But that does not need to be a negative. That can be a positive depending on what you're looking for. Thank you so much for watching. See you on the next one.